Hello, gardeners, farmers, compost enthusiasts, and growers. Welcome to The Healthy Garden, the show where soil is important and growing a healthier world is job one. Hello, healthy gardeners. Here we are at episode number 23, Healthy Soil, Healthy Gut. The connection between man and plant doesn't stop after we amend or fertilize or tend our gardens. That is only the beginning. What we feed our soil and plants is not only important in terms of plant and ecological health, but for gardeners growing food, it is everything. It is the most critical element of gardening. The awareness of the biological link between soil health and gut health through the food that we grow and eat, is just beginning to be addressed. If we are to grow healthy, true organic food, then we must feed the soil with the same critical eye that we use when we try to change our health through diet. This is maybe the first podcast of its kind. For you guys who are out there as organic gardeners, organic farmers, landscapers, composters, permaculturalists, regenerative ag fans. This is where it's going. This is where medicine is going. This is where plant science is going. This is where agriculture is going. We're moving maybe forward at a time when we're moving back to the place that is the most important and most critical thing that we have on our properties, on our farms, in the community gardens that we grow and tend in it's the healthy soil and growing healthy soil and ultimately how that affects the healthy gut Did you know the more diversity of plant-based foods you eat, the more good biological diversity you will grow in your gut? The reason is that all plants have different microbes on their surface, and when we eat them, we feed and grow those microbes in our gut. Plants are the prebiotics for our probiotics, and the best way to grow healthy guts is to feed our gut the food that the good biota need to grow. We have good and bad microbes in our guts, and the more we eat plant-based food from true organic and non-GMO soil, the better our health will be and the better we will feel. You may feel a little tired and sluggish or emotional during the introduction of more good foods and less bad foods, but that's because the bad guys are dying and giving your brain these feelings through the vagus nerve. 
but keep it up and you'll be waking up with more energy, life, and greater health than ever before. So what does healthy soil consist of? Well, to us, if you've been listening to the Healthy Garden podcast for all these months that we've been podcasting and, 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 and giving you guys our take on it, the key to the whole deal is the microbes, is the biology. Yeah, we need clean organic matter and a really clean source of organic matter, but ultimately it's the microbes. It's the biology. It's what we told you back in the very beginning. You're looking you know, for... A lot of, especially for the food crops, we're looking at good, healthy bacterial colonies. So we want bacteria. We're looking for in the breakdown, actinomycetes, groups of bacteria to break stuff down. We're looking for fungi to break down larger particulates with the enzymes on its hyphal tips. We're looking for biology. And so in most of our gardens, what we talk about all the time in how we garden and how we grow is we want uh, uh, everyone out there to grow the soil. How do we grow healthy soil? How do we create healthy soil at home? For us, amend. We amend. Amending is the key to us. Top dressing with frequency, playing that part of nature over and over and over again, especially in the raised beds and in the food gardens on farms. What we do very simply is we use really good finished compost that has 100% true organic inputs in it, period. So whether that means you're making compost at home or you're out there buying a compost or you're using a combination of the two, you know what we use. We use Booze Blend because Booze Blend is the only farm-made, non-GMO, true organic compost out there on the market by Malibu Compost, and that's what we use. We also make compost at home. We use our green waste. So what we're doing is we're making sure that we're controlling the inputs of that green waste, and we're making a really good green waste compost that is 100% true organic. Again, that is a more passive type of compost, but that's what we're using. And when you mix the two, you have a really great uh, balance of biology. And lastly, having worm bins and utilizing those bins to create a casting or a vermicompost at home, again, where you're putting in 100% organic, true organic inputs. No monkey business, no Mickey mousing around, no fooling around, real, true, 100% organic. So to top dress, what we do like when you have a, brand, a, a, a bed that you're going to recharge the soil or you're going to go ahead and top dress that soil, you can take a 16th inch of kelp, alfalfa, and a good mined basalt, a rock dust, and a little bit of casting, and then go ahead and cover that with a 16th of an inch to a quarter of an inch of compost and then water it in. When you're composting a bed for 
that spring or fall, that seasonality, you can go ahead and use a half inch to up to an inch of a good finished compost and you don't need to put anything under it. But when you're in that time where you're trying to feed and you've got um, a lot of crops in there, a lot of plants in there that have a heavy nutrient uptake, go ahead and add a little bit of the rock dust and the kelp into that below your compost to make sure you're remineralizing. But what happens ultimately, if we're using a great compost that has all the major minor uh, nutrients and trace minerals in it, what'll happen is the microbes, you'll start to grow the biology in your soil and the microbes will start to break down that organic matter. They will mineralize, they will release the nutrient into the soil for uptake into your plants. Good finished compost, so you know, has literally everything that you need in terms of minerals in it. The last thing that we, we do in our gardens is if we're going to plant something in the ground, we'll create mixes where we'll take uh, a good finished compost, we'll take a third of our native soil, and then we'll take a third of a really good planting mix, and then we'll mix those three things together and we'll create an in-ground soil mix that right away will up your biology and get your biological counts going. The other thing that we do all the time when we're planting and that really helps with the, the mineralization is, is that we make compost teas. So we'll make a compost tea and we have that tea ready so that when we're planting, we actually will go ahead, even though you've got tons of stuff in that soil, we will have that compost tea at the ready and we will water in our new plants with compost tea. A lot of times when we're first starting out a new garden, we'll drench that gardener, we'll drench that soil several times with compost tea so that we can feed the biology in the soil because the goal is to bring and breed more biology in your soil. What happens is that by doing this, we are creating the arena for us to have healthy plants. So let's look at like what do plants need to grow? They need nitrogen. It's a key element for plant growth. It's in all plant cells. You need phosphorus. It helps transfer energy from sunlight to plants. You need potassium. It increases the vigor and disease resistance of plants. You need calcium. It's, great. it's important for the root growth. You need magnesium. Listen to the things that I'm telling you that plants need. And then as we get later on into the, into the podcast, we're going to look at what do we need for a healthy gut, for the human system. So we're looking at sulfur, iron, manganese, copper, zinc, boron. All of these things play essential roles in plant health. And it's really important to have this from your soil. It's where your plants are going to get this from your soil. So if you're using a soil or you've been in, in a garden forever that has not good soil, hasn't been amended correctly, uh, has had a lot of toxins or a lot of chemicals in there that, that's killed off the biology, then you don't have what your plants need to give you, ultimately at the end of the day, what you need. And that's what we're going to get into in the next segment.
Hey, gardening gang, I've got some great news for you. Growing food is one of the greatest things that we can do in our life. It's such a blessing. And when I grow food, I use Booze Blend compost, which is farm-made, true organic, non-GMO, and biodynamic. And one of the great things that I know that, and I feel comfortable about when I'm using Booze Blend is that it's tested. I, I know that we've got labs on it that show our mineral levels. It looks at what level the levels of aluminum, arsenic, cadmium, chromium, cobalt, copper, iron, lead, manganese, mercury. It also tells me about my nitrogen level, phosphorus, potassium, calcium, magnesium, sulfate, boron, what my moisture level is, what my pH is, what my salt levels are. It's a great thing to know. And on top of that, I know we run a test for GMOs. We run a genetic ID and we're looking for the GMO corn, soy, and alfalfa. In 10 years, we've never had one detected. So if you're growing food and you're worried about your health and your family's health and your family's gut and your gut, go to malibucompost.com or visit your local independent nursery hardware store or feed and farm supply today. left off, we were talking about the minerals in soil. And before that, we were talking about the biology in soil and how the importance of growing that. So for us, how do we get our minerals? It's through healthy food. So organic food. And what is organic? It means grown without pesticides, herbicides, and chemicals. But really, it's more than that. It's clean organic matter. It's rich in biological diversity. It's safe metal levels. How do we get that? We grow it at home. We grow it in our community gardens. We grow it on our organic farms. What we don't do is rely on big food to feed us to make sure that we're going to get healthy, nutritious, diverse foods. It's really critical for us to know where our food is coming from. It's the most important thing that we can probably do as human beings, not something that we just put off like, oh yeah, you know, like we forever for years have been doing this fast food thing, this this grab it here, grab it there, on the go. Growing healthy food, or at least sourcing healthy food, is critical for us to know what we're uptaking into our body. What do we need to be healthy? We need minerals. We've got 16 essential minerals, calcium, phosphorus, potassium, sulfur, sodium, magnesium, iron, zinc, copper, manganese. Do any of those sound familiar to what I was just telling you that plants need? 
a lot of the same exact things that plants need from the soil, we need in our bodies to be healthy. So what do minerals do for us? They help us maintain our blood pressure, our electrolyte balance, our fluid balance, bone health. They help us make new cells. They deliver oxygen to cells. They contribute to our muscle and nerve function. And how do we get them? Food. We have to source good food. The microbiome, and that means, you guys know what the microbiome is? You. You're the microbiome, okay? I'm the microbiome. We're all the microbiome. We are super organisms. The human body is super, is a super organism. Is, is it a, it's a residence for microbes. And it's really important for us to know what these guys do for us. The microbes outnumber our own human cells 10 to 1. And here's something I found fascinating, that in the microbial makeup of human beings, of a healthy human, the collection of bacteria and fungi and viruses that are inside of us combine to weigh about three pounds, the same as our brain. Think about that. Those guys are dictating a lot of our health and a lot of how things are distributed into our body. In a study on children's allergies in Germany, this is an amazing thing that kind of launches this look at into the healthy gut. They were looking at what uh, was found in the organisms in soil that kids that lived on, the f- on farms in Germany were uptaking into their bodies versus the kids that were living into the city. The kids in the city had all kinds of respiratory disease and illness and ailments and like asthma, things like that. The kids on the farms of the same age, you know, same height, same weight, didn't have the same problems. And what they, what they discovered was that the soil biology that was being absorbed into these kids' bodies was having an effect on their immune system from the time they were very small and as they continued to grow. We're just starting to understand the microbiota and and the ecological processes that lead to the growth uh, of a stable and and a healthy development of the and diverse gut microbiome that promotes host health, meaning us, the host. Bacteria dominate the microbiota in abundance and diversity. And members of them can be either permanent residents transmitted through close contact with individuals. They can also be transient hitchhikers that come in from ingested food, water, and various components of the environment. A stable and diverse gut microbiota Optimal for maintaining health produces metabolites that fuel physiological and metabolic processes. The gut microbiota also tunes local and systemic immune responses. It ferments indigestible dietary components, the plastics and the things that get into our bodies that are toxic to us. They get taken out by the microbiota. And that's what happens also when you get into the soil. They take out the toxins that are in the soil. The environment has another huge part to play and influence on the gut microbiota and the structure and the function because our living environment has rapidly changed, becoming more and more and more 
in an urban in an urbanized type of environment and situation. Drastic changes to our environment in a lot of studies that are out there right now show that it can interrupt this, this lack of being in soil, lack of having other bacteria on our skin and in our digestive tract has shown that it can interrupt the healthy development of the microbiota and increase the risk of inflammatory diseases. There's a mycobacterium vasae. A body of emerging evidence tells us that millions of microbes in our digestive tract influence our immune systems, our smells, our mood, and even our attractiveness to mosquitoes and to other people for that matter. The bacteria, these bacteria that I just mentioned live naturally in soil. So growing food, for example, a three to four leaf spinach plant has over 800 species of bacteria inside of it and growing on it, living on it. Think about that, guys. That's amazing. Our gut biome can be enhanced and changed by eating straight out of the garden. Take a look at these studies. See the link between us, our health, and the soil, and the soil health. We're bringing this up today, and we're bringing this up now, because we believe that it's the most critical thing that we can do. It's the most important message that we can send to you and for you guys to send out to your other gardening friends. Stay away from the poisons. Stay away from the toxins. Stay away from medicine. Stay away from antibiotics. Stay away from steroids. Stay away from food grown with these things. Stay away from stuff that you don't know where it came from. Control the inputs because the inputs just may be the most critical thing that you ever do in your life to have a maximum output and a great and wonderful and beautiful life. That concludes this episode of the Healthy Garden Podcast. Please post your questions on the Healthy Garden Podcast pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us next week to learn more about how you can free yourself from the chemical and synthetic trap that's been set to keep you from growing a true, organic, and healthy garden. Until then, happy and healthy gardening.